We are back for another episode of Love It There. Thank you for everyone that clicked on this episode, seeing the episode title of Aussie in Indiana, because I know the majority of you listening probably have never heard of this place, but this is going to be a good episode, so please don't turn it off. I promise we'll say something that can be relatable to everybody. Yeah, so basically the reason we're doing this episode is because Aussian is the small farm town that our mom grew up in. And when I mean small, it's small. It's like <laughs> it's like one and a half square miles. Only about 3,000 people live there. But for reference, our high school that we went to has like over 5,000 kids just in our high school. So 3,000 people is like so small for us. I mean, it's yeah. small for anybody, but like, yeah. <laughs> but like very different from where we grew up. Right. Um, but our grandparents and one of our aunts and uncles and some of our cousins still live there. So basically, it's just a town that's really close to home for us just because we have so much family there and we grew up going there all the time. And it's relevant for us because we just spent this past Saturday there with all of our family celebrating our grandparents' 91st birthdays. Yeah. So we try to do that every year for their birthdays. They were born or their birthdays are two weeks apart. So I think it's just really cool that our family has still been able to do that. Like pretty much every year we try to do that and celebrate their birthdays together. So yeah. Yeah. We're, it was, we're just fortunate that a lot of our family still lives in Indiana. Right. And so we're able to like get everyone together and still do stuff as like a whole big family which and is something that, that like I'm super thankful for well and that we just like to do that it's not like an obligation where it's like oh on Christmas and Thanksgiving we have to go spend time with family it's like we are like looking for excuses for times to yeah. like, get everybody together and I don't know it's just so special so yeah so Austin's gonna be our episode today so and where you know most of our other episodes discuss like things to do in that particular city and you know restaurants Very and everything touristy like that. yes this is not going to be like that this is going to be a lot more of like origin stories which i love of like why people are the way they are and how you grow up how that influences who you become and I don't know. I'm just, I mean, I think I've said this like maybe in our very first episode, like I love meeting people's hometowns or just like places that are really special to them because a place can truly influence, like if you spend a lot of time in a certain place, it can truly influence your personality and your character traits and like no place or upbringing is perfect, but it's just really interesting how much of an influence it can have. And I sent this quote to Hallie because I'm reading this book. And when we were like preparing this episode, it like kind of made me think of this quote. So I'm reading this book. It's not new. It's called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Got Gottlieb. Gottlieb. I don't know how to say her last name, but there's this quote in there that says, if you don't recognize that the perfect is the enemy of the good, you may deprive yourself of joy. And I mean, that can apply to so many things that can apply to your childhood, your upbringing, relationships with other people of basically just instead of like being upset that something is not perfect, you're going to be missing out on all this good that it can offer. And so I feel like Ossian is or like any sort of like small town is a good example of that. Like, yes, it's not perfect. It doesn't have everything. But if you're focused on like what it's missing, you're going to miss 
all of the good that it has to offer. Yeah, I love that. And, you know, bear with us because, you know, we know to a lot of you, we're going to be talking about how much this town means to us. And like everyone else listening for the most part is like, uh, like I've never been there. I don't really get it. They'll probably never be there or go there. I'll never go there, which like, don't blame you. But basically we've said before, the reason we do this podcast is not just to talk about the tourist hotspots and the big destinations that everybody wants to go to, but it's also to appreciate the hidden gems that are in each town, big or small, no matter where it is in the earth. So we know that like every family has a place that they Mm-hmm. that is like special to them or like they have a lot of childhood memories there but like to an outsider it doesn't really look like anything special and like mm-hmm. to us that's Aussian and so right. like when we're talking about this like I don't know hopefully it brings up some kind of like childhood memories you can relate in some type of way and be like oh to me like my Aussian is this place so, like right. where I have all these memories or like where our family always gets together so yeah, that's just kind of like the goal of this episode is to kind of bring those memories to the forefront and just, yeah, appreciate everything, even if it's not perfect to an outsider's point of view. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode on Ossian, Indiana. So basically for this episode, we are going to start with our origin story, which has to start with our grandparents, specifically our grandpa who was born in the Ossian farmhouse that he still lives in today. And then after we do that, we're going to kind of get into why Ossian is special to us, share some of our memories, and then we're going to finish up with some input that we got from our family who grew up there and also are raising kids there. So... Our grandpa, he, so Ossian is, like Hallie mentioned, it's like a farm town. So he grew up in this farmhouse. He was born there. He tells the story about how he was a breech baby and his mom still gave birth to him in the house. And he's like a little crazy because of it, whatever that (laughs) means. But he was born on the farm, raised on the farm. Everything he did had to do with farming from just like being a little kid. And so Hallie and I got a lot of stories from him and our grandma a few years ago. We filmed this video. For some reason, we wanted to like, you know, like interview them essentially of like how times have changed and like their life story. Which, by the way, I was just going to say like, I highly recommend doing that, especially if you have like grandparents who are, you know, like, getting into their later years in life, pick their brain and get some of those stories about like how your family came to be and just Mm -hmm. kind of the history of your family. Like me and Kelsey just find that really interesting. And like, maybe that's not really your cup of tea. Like maybe history doesn't interest you that much, but for us, it was just so cool. And like once those family members are gone, like all their Mm -hmm. stories are gone with them. And so I'm just like really thankful that we like took the time to do that and like ask them questions that we were curious about because like now we'll have that forever to like show to generations to come. And we only knew our grandparents in a small snippet of time. Right. And they had whole lives that they lived before we were even born. And I think it just helps you understand. You might like see characteristics or qualities in yourself and be like, wow, I got that from 
grandpa or grandma or I don't know. Mm -hmm. It just helps you like understand who you are even more or even it helps you maybe even understand. So our these grandparents that we're talking about, it's our mom's parents. I feel like it could help you understand. It helped us understand our mom, why she is the way she is, which gives us so much more like grace and understanding for her and then gives ourselves more like grace and understanding for ourselves. I don't know. It's just like, I just think the more you know about your family, the better. And like you said, yeah, it just helps you understand each other more and hearing stories about your life. I don't know. To me, that's just like really interesting. Yeah. So we gained so much information and knowledge and understanding about our grandparents when we did this little like interview just for fun. This was in 2019 that we did this. Um, so most of these stories I'm going to talk about are Hallie and I learned through doing that. But yeah, our grandpa said how, you know, he, his mom tried to put him in piano lessons, but the piano teacher was like, all he is thinking about is that he wants to be out in the barn. He does not want to be in here playing piano. He wants to be a farmer. And so that was our, like the farm means so much to our grandpa. And it's just like so sweet. He's lived there his whole life. He's worked so hard years and years and years. And he talks about how, you know, our grandma stepped up and she did so much with milking the cows and being up early and helping him on the farm and, you know, how thankful he was for her to do that, that, you know, he like, I'm sure never really told her in those years that they were doing all that, that he was thankful for her. But sitting here in this little like interview with me and Hallie and he's like, you know, wow, I'm really thankful for your grandma for everything that she did. And I don't know, that was just so sweet. Yeah, that that was sweet. But also when they were talking about that it just made me think because like they had three daughters Mm -hmm. and so it was just funny to me that like grandma would like go out and help grandpa with the farming and like the three children under like eight years old are just like left alone in the house mom's literally a baby just like crawling around with no supervision (laughs) like and I feel like we'll get into that yeah we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about like raising kids in like a small town or out in the country about like how that's just different you can do those sort of things there's just no rules yeah (laughs) but yeah so our grandparents so my grandpa, our grandpa went to Ossian High School. There was 39 kids in his high school. And he talked about how quite a few couples from his class got married and are still married. And he said they had class reunions every 10 years. And then they went to every five years and then yearly until 2019. That was the first year they didn't meet. And at the time that Hallie and I were like talking to our grandpa about this, he was said that there was about 10 of us that are still living. But I don't know. That's just so special. I've not been to a single class reunion for my high school and I don't plan on doing it, but it's just different. You know, this is, he's 91 years old and was still going to class reunions and still keeps in Mm -hmm. touch with people from his high school class. And that's something you don't get from a big city with a big graduating class. Well, also, like, I feel like growing up in a farm town, most people don't go to college because, I mean, it's it's a little different now, but like, especially back in his day, like after high school, like you went to work. And so it's like nowadays, like people or war. yeah. Yeah. Nowadays, I feel like people are like, they like keep in touch with their college friends. Yeah. But like this, like this is what they had this, right, before right. the real world. And so like those are the people that like remind them of their youth. And yeah, but, I mean, I can't even imagine. Ha- imagine having to choose out of 39 kids. Only half of those would be 
boys. Right, right. So you have like 20 people that you can choose from that you're like <laughs> supposed to marry. Well, like, grandpa what? did it. So when he I tells know, the story like, of how... <laughs> Because grandma went to a different high school. She went to New Haven High School, which is a little bit of a bigger high school. And uh, grandpa tells the story of like, they both of them were like, we don't even know how we met. But grandpa said he went to a bar with a friend and his friend was like, oh yeah, I'm dating Hildegard Bierman. And grandpa said he didn't even know which who Hildegard- our grandma's our gra- <laughs> Yes, you heard that right. Our grandma's <laughs> name is Hildegard. So German, but Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grandpa's like, I didn't even know who Hildegard Bierman was, but before too long, I was dating Hildegard Bierman. <laughs> and when they told, when Hall- when Grandpa and Grandma told me and Hallie this story, they both just giggle. Like, Grandma doesn't yeah. deny it or say any further comment. They both just, like, giggled at the memory of that, which is yeah. so cute. That is so cute. It's just, like, so hard to picture your grandparents when they're young. Yes. It's so funny to me. I know. Well, yeah, and then they so were talking <laughs> then they were talking about how they got married on Easter Sunday, 1957. And grandpa was like, well, no, grandma said she's like, you weren't supposed to get married during Lent. Like back, you know, our grandparents, they we were all, you know, raised Lutheran. And and so they were like, you we're not supposed to get married during Lent. And grandpa said, grandma couldn't wait another day. She had to get married. So Easter Sunday is the first day out of so Lent. Right they when were married. Lent was done, married time. <laughs> couldn't wait any longer. <laughs> yeah, that also got a few giggles from both of them. So it's so cute. But yeah, so then our grandpa's dad was 65 years old when grandma and grandpa got married. So at that point, he was like, done ready to be done farming and so it was kind of just this agreement that grandma and grandma no sorry grandpa's parents they had moved out and into a different home and they let grandpa take over the farm and stay in the farmhouse that he grew up in so then now that has become our gathering place and where so many of our childhood memories are and it's just the best little house there is. And they still both live there to this day, even at the ripe old age of 91 years old. So we're just, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Just the amount of history and like Mm -hmm. family meaning that is in that house. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. Okay. So that was a little bit of the origin story of how the Aussian farmhouse came to be, kind of how my grandparents got together. Um, Now we're going to get into some of our favorite childhood memories at the farm. So Kelsey, what's the first one for you that comes to mind? Okay, we got to talk about six-handed euchre. This is our Midwest people probably know just like regular euchre where there's four people and you have five cards each. But we grew up on the farm playing six-handed euchre. This was our grandparents' card game. So it's six people. There's teams of three. You have 13 cards. There's four of each card. It's very, and- very complicated. Yes. <laughs> so, but this is our game. And I've met people that know like variations of it that are kind of similar, but I've never known anyone that like knew how to play this exactly how our grandparents played it. Yeah. And this is what we do. When we go to our grandparents, we always play cards and it's our For grandparents. For like literally hours. <laughs> yep. We'll have, you know, when the lose when a, the team loses, they have to get up and go do something else. And then three new players come in and play the winning team. And 
it's like a rite of passage whenever there's a boyfriend or you know a spouse that's new in the family or something they have to learn how to play six-handed euchre and before they're like considered a part of the family like you have to know and I swear it's like kept our grandpa especially like sharp for all his 91 years he's so competitive still with it and just so many memories of us all just sitting around the table and playing cards sometimes yelling at each other but a lot of of the time (laughs) a lot of times we're just you know sitting around playing cards and we're just talking and the day gets away from us and we're like oh yeah we're playing cards and I don't know even just like as a little kid I remember sitting on mom's lap and like helping her throw the cards and then now we have our age group like our cousins their kids are sitting on our lap and like throwing the cards in and just like seeing the generations come and go and learning cards is, I don't know if you, I'm sure hopefully everybody else has like a similar thing, like a family tradition that you've seen just continue Get through passed the years. On. That's, yeah, yeah. That's so cool. But that's, that's ours for sure. Yeah. I'm curious. I don't know how wide this episode is going to reach, but if we happen to get some people that like aren't our close friends listening to this I'm curious if we can find anybody that has ever like heard of or played Euchre with six people before because to this day we haven't been able to find anyone like we have really close family friends that like play four-handed Euchre all the time like Kelsey said like that's their family game but I've never met anybody that has ever played it with six people before so I'm curious yeah let us know anyone yeah keep teaching other people how to play. Don't keep it in your family because I'm always looking for people that want to play. So yeah, <laughs> gotta spread, it, <laughs> spread it around. I've tried teaching my friends. So everybody loves it that I teach it to. Yeah. Okay. What's some of your memories, Hallie? Okay. Well, the first one that I could think of, <laughs> just because it's like a little more recent, was, okay. So for context, our grandpa has like a ton of land on his like by his house so we would always like drive around like their golf cart or their like lawnmower when we were little (laughs) yeah you know where this I know what this is gonna be oh my gosh and so one time I think Kelsey you were like a senior in high school maybe and so that I would have been like sixth grade and we were driving the golf cart around and they have this long like grass lane that goes to their like woods area and so we were driving like really fast on the golf cart like as fast as it could go down this like grass lane I don't even know what I was doing I was like standing up and dancing or something like trying to be funny yeah you were like hanging out this because I was driving and you were hanging out the side of the golf cart like oh Kelsey look at me I'm gonna fall I'm gonna fall (laughs) and you're just being annoying and so I was like okay let me scare her so I like yanked the golf cart in one direction and she like, twists the steering wheel I go flying out, flew of the out the back <laughs> and I'm like rolling barrel rolling down the grass like <laughs> covered I'm covered in grass I'm like oh shoot I better go check on her so I literally go back and she's like got grass stains all over she has tufts of grass stuck in her underwear <laughs> okay you didn't need to include that detail but that shows how much you skidded it was so 
Oh no, I felt so bad. But the funny <laughs> and then part I of this story so bad. Yeah. She like twisted her ankle. But the funny part is, we were literally staying at my grandma's, our grandparents, before we were like going up to this cross country meet. And so <laughs> the next day, and I told Hallie, I'm like, do not tell anyone what happened because grandpa's not going to let us drive the golf cart anymore. So we go out to my cross country meet, and Hallie's having to run around with my mom chasing me to like go cheer. And she's like limping around because <laughs> my foot hurt so bad. I like definitely did something to it. But I was like trying so hard to like not let mom find out that I'm hurt. But like it was so obvious. They but they like just found out recently, like within the past couple years, somehow this story came to light and grandpa started cracking up. He's like, I never knew that. And neither did mom. So yeah. he did a good job hiding so- it. I didn't, thought I was being pretty obvious, but I must have. She must have not seen me limping behind her as we're running around. Yeah. Well, we would also drive around. Like Grandpa had four wheelers, which that was more. Our brother Dylan was more into the four wheelers. I never really. Yeah. That was like a little too scary for me. I was more. I would drive <laughs> the lawnmower or the golf cart. We got a really big thrill out of getting to drive the lawnmower for some yeah. reason. <laughs> Oh my gosh, Hallie loved driving that lawnmower around as a child. Well, because every I'm like the youngest, youngest, youngest of my family. Like all of our cousins are so much older than us. And like Dylan and Kelsey, my siblings, are older than us. So everyone could always drive. And so when I got to drive the lawnmower, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel so old. I can drive. So that was always like so exciting for me. We just have the best picture of her, though, sitting on the lawnmower in her Blue's yeah. Clues PJs and, like, snow boots. And she- It's, like, definitely July, and I'm fully wearing <laughs> snow boots as my, like, shoe choice of the day. You know, and there's like, no judgment the out on the farm. There's no judgment. You can do whatever you want. Oh, my redneck roots. Yes, coming through strong. We got to dig yeah. that picture out. That's so funny. But it is funny. Something else I feel like that's like only on the farm is like we'd literally play in the grain bins, like the big silo like things silos, that are full yeah. of corn. We would just like jump in them and it's like pretty dangerous. So don't. Yeah, do I'm sure people if- listening to this are like, isn't that like the number one rule is to not go inside of those things? And but, like, yes. Oh my gosh, is. we loved playing around in those. And our grandpa would like make sure it was safe. Like he right. had to like go out and check like there were rules, there were things in place, make sure we were safe and like nothing ever happened, but that was so fun. Yeah. Another funny thing about being on the farm, which is like so different from where we grew up is that there's just like animals like roaming around everywhere and mm-hmm. there's always like random cats and random dogs that just like show up on the farm <laughs> and like our grandma would just like feed them and like set out milk for like the random animals that just like stop by. Well, because we had like our grandparents had they used to have chickens and cows and then I don't know if like when my mom was born, I forget like and when pigs. they got rid of yeah, cuz then they got pigs by the time I was born, they still had pigs, but then they got rid of those and they stopped doing like animal farming. And then it was just like the soybeans and the corn and like the crops that they farmed. But they did used to have like actual livestock. And then by the time Hallie was around, it was mostly just like cats that they had. Yeah. So that to me is like my animal memory of being on the farm because 
pretty often when we'd go up there, they'd have like a new litter of kittens mm-hmm. that would like be on their farm. And it was so cute. Yeah, like I so loved cute. playing with all the kittens. If you're not a cat so person, little. you would be when you see these little mewing kittens that are so cute. Yeah, they're so cute. I don't know how you could like see those and think that like, oh, cats are so mean and cats don't like people. It's yeah. Just, not They're true. So cute. Those but I'm farm not going to get into that rant right now. <laughs> farm cats are good cats. Farm cats are different. And then a couple things we have to mention are like, well, I guess three things. One is like grandpa's, I was going to say food related things that are like food related memories that come up. Grandpa would always make this marshmallow popcorn that is like the best thing ever. I'm pretty so sure good. it's truly just microwave popcorn with <laughs> melted butter and marshmallows on them. And it is it's like, so good. Oh my gosh, the best thing ever. So that's a nice little easy treat for you to to start treat passing idea. down to your children. Yeah. And then the two other places that are like that is what if we would go out to eat again, Aussie and we said is it like it's less than two square miles. So there's not a lot of options. But when we would go out to eat in Aussie and we would go to east of Chicago, it's this pizza buffet. And our whole family would take up like half the restaurant. They had like such cool stuff though. There was like PB&J pizza, yeah. hamburger pizza. What else was there? Yeah. Oh, apple pie pizza wasn't that one? Their dessert pizzas were so good. It was so good. I miss yeah. it. We need to go back. I know. And then there's also Hirely's Bakery, which they have the best donuts. They've been around since 1931. So they've na- they're now under new ownership, which we've heard. Yeah, up for good debate and if bad it's things. still yeah. the same. But the true original Hirely's Bakery that is what if you say if you think somebody might know what Ossian is, chances they are they're going to know Hirely's Bakery. So that's like its claim to fame. So. Yeah, but yeah. So like we mentioned, our mom was the one that. She grew up there and her and her two sisters. And which, by the way, something else that was like so cute that I feel like grandpa said was he was like, you know, as much of like a farm boy he was, he was like, you know, everybody always thought that I wanted a son and that I would be so sad that I didn't have a son. And he's like, I never said that. I was so happy with my three girls. And he's like, now I have three great son-in-laws and, you know, I'm so blessed with the family I have. I was just like, oh oh my gosh. That's just Another thing of like, don't think that it can't be good if it's not like considered right. perfect. Yeah. Like it's yeah. all about perspective. It's all about like what you make of things. And exactly. I feel like our grandpa is like a really good example of someone that has like a good perspective like that. And I feel like it's a lot easier, obviously, now for him to look back or anybody to look back and have for this sure. new perspective. But like try to think about that now in the present. Try to think about like if I was looking back at my life right now, would would I be saying focus on how it's not perfect or would I be saying look at all the good and the joy that can be found in what you have? So just sure. like, think about that now. Don't wait until you're old in life and looking back on your life to be thinking about all these things. But anyway, so yeah, we Hallie and I asked our mom kind of her thoughts on growing up in Ossian and, and kind of what she thought because now obviously she lives in – Carmel, which is like a suburb town, very different than Ossian. But she was saying how the one thing that she never felt growing up was kind of that keeping up with the Joneses mentality that you can feel around 
you know, a nice suburb or a big city. And she's like, I don't know if that was just because grandma and grandpa never seemed to worry about that. Or she was just like too naive to really know how other people lived. But I mean, I feel like that's so true. I did a couple of my rotations for PA school in when I stayed with our aunt and uncle that live in Ossian. And it's so true. I mean, everything's just like so much slower and in a good way. Just nobody's trying to be doing the next best thing and it's just like you are where you are you're doing what you're doing and people seem more like satisfied with what they have exactly yeah yeah and on the flip side you know our mom was like I don't know if I was like pushed to achieve as much as I could have if you were in more of like a competitive environment where everybody's trying to be the best that you get in like a bigger city or something but she's like then I, that also eliminated a lot of pressure and stress from me. So it's like, yeah, which is worse? And yeah, how could things have been different if she wasn't, an, if she grew up in an environment, you know, as like a type A mentality, if she grew up in an environment where she was pressured to be better and how could that have flipped a switch in her and made her be completely different? So yeah, I, sorry to kind of interrupt, but no, I enjoy talking about this stuff too, because I feel like, if you've never been exposed to like life in a really small town or like a rural area, I feel like there's such a perception of what it's like and it kind of gets not like a bad rap, but people just think, oh, there's nothing to do. Oh, Mm -hmm. like it's hard to be successful or like, oh, there's not enough resources if you live out in the country and like stuff like that. But it's like, interesting because like I've had friends that have like said stuff like that about like living out in those like more rural areas Mm -hmm. but it's like us like experiencing that it's like okay no that's like not really what it's like right and so it's it's just like interesting hearing from mom hearing her talk about like what it was like growing up there yeah and you know it's like our cousin said it's out in the country but they're not like completely cut off from civilization it's like a 20-30 minute drive into Fort Wayne, which is the next biggest city. I mean, that's a huge city in Indiana. Yeah. It's just like the day-to-day is just a little bit different. But one thing is like most of these small towns, you don't have a lot of diversity. And so like our mom said, everybody that she knew went to her church until she went to high school. And then she was exposed to some different people. Still, the majority of them were like white conservative people (laughs) and so she's like we all pretty much had the same values and upbringing so we had a lot in common which was nice but like Hallie and I have said before you know but then you get into an environment where you know you have all these different perspectives and if you think that someone else's perspective if you've never heard that you think that's so abnormal because everybody in your life felt a certain way or believed a certain thing or lived a certain way and it can take some time for you to get out of that mindset of it's not abnormal. You've just never been exposed to that before. Right. So that's just, yeah, I don't know. That's something I'm grateful for living in a city where, I mean, even Indiana is still <laughs> a lot One of, of people the are very <laughs> diverse states in yeah. the country, but. But that's why, you know, like, like both of us, I feel like we needed to go to like big colleges and like we I feel like craved that diversity and like big school energy. I mean, among other things, we wanted like sports teams and whatever, but yeah, I feel like neither one of us would have done well in like a really small school. Yeah. 
Okay, so I kind of asked our dad, who didn't grow up in Ossian, he grew up in Indianapolis, so definitely, like, big city, like, grew up in the city, and then he was, like, exposed to this country farm life for the first time after he met our mom, and so I kind of asked him, like, what his opinions were on it, first impressions, like, favorite memories spent there, and he said he... Once he got to the farm, it just felt like freedom Mm -hmm. being in that open space that he had like never experienced before. It was just like so free and so nice. He said some of his favorite memories were riding the four-wheelers with Dylan, which we mentioned before. Mm -hmm. He would also always drive the golf cart next to Kelsey and I because we would both, we both ran in high school and Kelsey ran in college and we would spend a lot of weekends up there. So we would have to do like some of our long training runs like out on those country roads. And our dad would always drive the golf cart with us, which I thought that was so sweet that he like <laughs> brought that up as one of his favorite memories because I like kind of forgot that we did that. But it's cute. Yeah. But even that just reminds me of like so many of the runs and stuff that I did up there and how different it is. Just this totally different sense of like peace and calming. And I feel like if you're, you know, a runner or I mean, anything to get out to somewhere that's just so quiet and peaceful and you can see for miles, it's so grounding and can um, kind of just like humble you, bring you back to your roots. Even if your roots are out in the country, I just feel like that quiet peacefulness can allow so much self-reflection and just... yeah. I don't know. It's something runs were so different up there compared to anywhere else. Yeah. It yeah, it definitely just I don't know. I feel like we're rambling, but I it know. does like put it into perspective when you're up there and everything's just so much more slowed down and so much more quiet and I feel like I just like my thoughts slow down when I'm up mm-hmm. there too, but mm-hmm. okay, it's not that deep. I'll keep going. <laughs> it um is. it is deep. <laughs> to us it's deep. Yeah. But the last thing my dad said, which I just like need to share because I thought it was sweet, but he said, I love and respect grandma and grandpa so much. I like being around people I admire. I've learned a lot about what's important in life from them. I couldn't have married into a better family. So that was dad's two cents. Our dad is an only child. So for him, this family was so cool and being around Mm -hmm. like a big to him family was super important and nothing that he had ever really like experienced to that degree before so yeah okay so now we'll go into a little bit more of like specifics of kind of like pros and cons that people have of living in a small town and just kind of the little intricacies that a small town living has to offer so good pros are the people know you by name you know you can go into the coffee shop and get your regular the <laughs> that's like always been such a dream like I wish I could do that like walk in somewhere and be like yep the usual I've never done that well I know the ladies that I work with they do that at Starbucks they go to Starbucks so often that they go okay they like that's ask. like a problem no I know it is a problem so yeah it's cuter when it's like the little local coffee shop in a yeah. small town it gives like Gilmore girls vibes yeah our cousin talked about how like the librarian that she went to as a kid now when she takes her kids there like that same librarian is there who knew her name and now knows her kid's name and 
that's just so cute so sweet yeah also you know we talked about like the peace and quiet of the country yes we we know that we've rambled on about that enough <laughs> but just also having like the privacy and the space from your neighbors being on top of you you can do whatever you want like they talk about the kids being able to kind of which we'll get into later but kids being able to run around and be loud and not have to worry about anything neighbors being like upset about that also they talked about how even though like the neighbors maybe are like so you know the homes are so spread out they're not on top of each other but just still how like gracious and willing to share that the neighbors are that they have in ASEAN and they'll bring meals over if they're sick or going through hard times or that there's still a community. Maybe so even cute. like more so than the neighbors right. that are five feet away from you in a neighborhood, you know? Yeah, because I feel like it's kind of like that bystander effect where if there's so many people, you just assume, oh, somebody's, you know, taking care of the old lady yeah. on our street or whatever. But it's like when you know there's only a few people around, you got to step up, help out, whatever it is. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, um, now... I'll kind of cover pros and cons of raising kids or like growing up being a kid in a really small town. Like we said, our cousins still live there and they have three really young children that they're all raising out there. So that's always been like interesting to me. I've always asked my mom a lot. I, it's just really hard for me to imagine like growing up somewhere like that mm -hmm. when you've grown up somewhere so different and just would it really shape you differently or like is it really that different? Are there enough similarities that it doesn't really matter? Yeah, But our cousin said from their perspective as parents, the pros is that they feel like it's way more safe. They feel comfortable just letting their kids like run around, being close to the road because there's like no traffic, not, not a lot of cars drive by. So like a lot of the things that would be like such natural instinct if you live in like the suburbs or a city, right. just like don't really, you don't even really need to worry about it out there. Something interesting that they said is that they like how there's no fast food close by because then it's like their kids aren't even like tempted Asking to like want to yeah. ask about it because it's not even around, which is so interesting because I feel like this is another like common misconception of living in a rural area is the concept of food deserts mm -hmm. and that there's like not enough healthy food options and that you can like only have access to fast food and like gas station grocery stores basically right. and like that's like not how it is at least where they are so I just thought that was interesting that she brought that up yeah and then they said that like as parents you just have like a lot more freedom and like you <laughs> well their direct words were you can do different things that you couldn't do in a neighborhood because your Karen neighbors would throw a fit so just like the freedom to do random stuff and like not have to worry about bothering your neighbors. Like he said that their kids wanted to build a mountain bike course in their backyard. So they like made this just whole did obstacle it. course did and just did it and didn't have to worry about anyone like telling them that their mountain bike course was intruding on their garden or like right. whatever. Yeah. So just, yeah, more freedom to parent how you want to parent. The cons, they said, obviously any activity or school they involved in is going to be at least 20 to 30 minutes away. Mm -hmm. That would get annoying so fast for me, but yeah. I'm just a really impatient person. Something else about like the kids being able to do whatever they want to do, I feel like it'd be, and I don't know, maybe they would disagree with me raising kids themselves, but easier 
to make your kids go and play outside. Whereas like now, you know, in the city, it's like even us as kids, I remember we would go run down to like the creek and like play in the creek and stuff like that. And I just feel like people don't do that nowadays because A, a safety issue and just being Mm -hmm. concerned about letting your kids go wandering off by themselves. Or B, there's just like less to do in some of these like suburban neighborhoods or especially in like big cities. And it's just so much easier to have a big imagination when you have the world as your canvas and you can yeah. like do whatever you want in this big yard that you have. And you That's know, you so don't true. have to worry about being quiet or like, you know, he was talking about how you can like full send a baseball, you know, like you and your kids can like play sports and you don't have to be like gentle with, oh, don't, oh, we don't want to hit the neighbors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I don't know, Hallie. I mean, like, what do you think? Have you thought about truly what, how you would be different if you would have, if you were in mom's position and you grew up at the Aussie farmhouse and like went through the schooling that she did and then how you would be different? I have thought about it a little bit. Something that we went to a high school, we said it was like really, really big, over 5,000 students. And so that made like everything really competitive because mm-hmm. it's like obviously a varsity soccer team is 25 people, whether you're at a school of 300 or a school of 5,000. Mm-hmm. And same with like any sport or any activity. Like I was in choir. So like making the top choir was really competitive and really cutthroat and it's like Mm -hmm. literally high school choir like right right and so it's just like every little thing was just like super competitive but that also like pushed you Mm -hmm. way more than like you would ever need to be pushed if you went to a smaller school but in high school I was like super anxious and stressed out all the time and I didn't realize it in the moment but now looking back now that I'm in college I'm like not as stressed out because Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it's as competitive, which is like crazy to feel like your high school was way more competitive than your college. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I feel that way too, though. We both went to like Big Ten schools. And so it's like, I think if I went to a smaller school or like grew up in a different community that wasn't so competitive and status driven all the time that... I think I definitely would have been less stressed out as a child, but mm-hmm. then also probably wouldn't have achieved as much like our mom was saying. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. It's so hard. There's like such a give and take to it. And it's like, I think about where I want to settle down and where I like, where's the best pace- place that I would want to raise my future children. And it's like hard because I feel mm-hmm. like there's pros and cons. There's like, pros so and cons things. for everything. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I thought about is I feel like I would probably be pretty good at a bunch of like if I went to small or like grew up kind of in the country or small town, I'd be like pretty good at several things, but I probably wouldn't be like really good or the best at one thing. Whereas I feel like our high school specifically kind of made you focus on one thing. It was really hard even to like do multiple sports. They didn't even Mm -hmm. like really even let you do that because there were so many students that it's like you just have to pick one thing or even like I like Hallie mentioned we ran cross country and track both of us did and like in high school and we it's like normal as a track athlete to do multiple events in the track meets but 
at our school, it was like, no, you have to let other people do the other events. You can pretty much do like your one event that you're the best at and you have to leave the other events for other people. And it's just like, I grew up, I mean, both of us grew up playing soccer. And then when we started kind of running, it was like, okay, we kind of had to choose one or the other. Mm -hmm. And in high school, we both just chose running and we didn't do soccer. Whereas that's like so foreign for most high schoolers, they can like do a bunch of different things. And I did like a report in college on like the benefit of being a multi-sport athlete and how that actually reduces stress fractures and runners because you're like building all these different muscles and that that can just apply to so many other things. You're becoming more of a well-rounded person when you don't have to specialize so early. And I don't know, maybe that's just like a very, something that's very particular to the high school that we went to. I don't know that that's as common elsewhere, but that's just something like specific to us growing up Mm -hmm. that would have been really, really different if we had grown up somewhere smaller. I will say this is like obvious, but I have always been really thankful I went to a big high school just because I feel like it prepared me so well for college. Like Mm -hmm. it wasn't a hard transition at all. Yeah. And so I think that like maybe that would make things more difficult. But then it's like if that really stresses you out, then you can just go to a small college or like maybe you're not even going to college. So it like doesn't even matter. So that I feel like isn't even that big of a deal. And it's like I have so many friends here that went to tiny private schools or like are from places like Ossian right like such a small population and like they're thriving here so that I feel like isn't even an argument that you can make yeah and I mean I don't know I'm like I feel like at the risk of rambling on again I'm just like so thankful for the experience we had and it wasn't perfect but I wouldn't change it I'm really glad that we went to the high school and grew up in the town that we lived in but at the same time I'm I'm so glad that we were exposed to other ways of living and growing up as well yeah and there's a reason why there's different ways to grow up because there's different people in the world if we were all had the exact same upbringing and were morphed into the exact same human then the world wouldn't be able to function. Like we need people that have different strengths and different weaknesses and different characteristics to allow the world to function as it needs to. So just make the most of the hand that you're dealt. And I think everybody, you know, you can turn out just fine. Yeah, for sure. That was so inspirational. I love it. Um, okay, last thing in case our discussion today has really inspired you guys to take a trip to Ossian, which I'm sure it hasn't, but in case you ever find yourself in the area and you're like, oh, maybe I'll stop by. Let's see what there is to offer here. I'm just going to run through some places that would be worth a stop. So first is, well, this is like funny that I'm like, oh, go to the grocery store. <laughs> yeah. But okay, so maybe That's I won't Ossian. say that. No, say it. Say it. It's new. They have a new grocery store. New grocery store in Ossian and everyone's talking about it. Like it's apparently a big deal. I haven't been, but it's called Ginger Fresh, which I just love the name. Sounds like something that would be in some trendy little town and it's in Ossian. Yeah. There's a really cute coffee shop called Crimson House. I love trying local coffee shops. Like when I go somewhere new, that's like something I enjoy doing. Just Their coffee is so good. Yeah, it's really good. I have been there. It's fire. In the breakfast category, we already talked about Hirely's Donuts, but that is definitely a must stop. Get there earlier or else they'll run out because they make it fresh every day. Okay, something random though. (laughs) This is like so funny, but we were talking about those like grain bins, those corn silos. There's this random 
grain bin that got painted to look like a despicable me minion. And it's like a huge grain bin that looks like a minion. So you can see it from like literally a mile away. Because it was like on the out. news. It was a big deal. And then also we have to give a shout out to our cousin's candle company. It's called Flameworks Apothecary, born and raised Woo-woo. in Ossian. Yes. It's so good. She has a website. So look it up, Flameworks Apothecary. If you like supporting small businesses and like candles, because who doesn't want their house or their room to smell good, then you should definitely check her out. Well, that's our episode on Ossian. Hopefully you guys were able to kind of reminisce on maybe whatever small town means something to you. Give your grandparents a call. Tell them you're thankful for them and maybe how they've like shaped your life. Um, You know, ask them questions about their life. They've like I said, they've lived a whole life before you were even born. So I'm sure there's lots that they have to share and you can learn a lot from them. So thanks for sticking with us through this whole episode. If you enjoyed it, please let us know. Give us a rating or a review. We would love you for that. And share with your friends. Spread the word. Tell other people about our podcast. All right. I think that's all we got for you. We will see you next Thursday. Bye.